Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast. It's Jason Mizrahi again with Mark Paquette. It's Saturday. It's June 15th. We had a great night last night on Win Daily DFS, and our, our users, our writers, pretty much everybody on staff had a great night. You know, the, the night started off well with, with some pitching plays in Boston, and Monkey Night Fight was throwing out this crazy promotion of if you can pick three guys in one game that hit a home run, you'll be entered into the jackpot of $3,000. So as the night's going on, I, I personally had a couple lineups with Chavez and Martinez, and I needed a Devers home run to get that third person, and it just didn't happen. Then I had a Atlanta lineup with um, it was Acuna, Freeman, and Josh Donaldson, and I had two out of three there, and Kuna couldn't come through for me, even though he had a good game and a lot of stats put up. And then one of our users, you know, one of the first guys who signed up to, you know, win daily premium, who we've been talking to in Slack, helping him out, you know, building him up and telling him about Monkey Knife Fight. It was actually his first night playing on Monkey Knife Fight. He went ahead and picked a stack out of Houston because Houston's his favorite team, and he had Bregman and Chirinos and Alvarez. And when Chirinos hit that grand slam late in the game, he was the first person that I knew that hit the jackpot for $3,000. Later on in the night, you know, I, I saw somebody on Twitter hit as well. I kind of gave up. I had uh, some Colorado guys and Padres guys, and I went ahead and kind of fell asleep because that game got a little hectic at night. I'm like, you know what? Hopefully it gets played out long enough where I actually end up winning as well because I had Machado. He already hit his home run. I had Renfro. He already hit his home run. I had Dahl and other, you know, stacks, but not in that one, which was needed. And then I had Blackman. And I went to sleep. And then uh, my daughter, I have a newborn. My daughter woke me up around 4 o'clock. And I checked the score. I'm like, oh, man, what the hell happened? I hope. I saw Colorado score some runs. I saw San Diego score some more runs. I'm like, I hope Blackman had something to do with this. And when I woke up and checked the stats on ESPN, I saw Blackman hit his home run too. So I was part of the fun. Um, I, I spoke to the reps of Monkey Knife. It looks like, unfortunately, uh, about 20 people hit the three home run prop because it was a crazy night in DFS. It was a crazy night overall. Probably the highest scoring DFS night I've seen in years. Um, so many games blew up. So it looks like we're going to probably have like a 20-way split of the $3,000, but nonetheless, it was a good day. So we're going to break down. I don't want to waste too much time, but um, we're going to break down this MLB slate for Saturday. It's it's a big slate, and I'm glad Mark Paquette's on this slate because we have a lot of weather issues that I saw early uh, last night when I looked. It looks like there's still problems right now, but let's get into the games. It's going to be a split slate. The main slate is the late slate, but we're going to try to get in some some information uh, with these early games as well. So we're starting in Tampa Bay. We've got Charlie Morton, who's been really consistent, but we're, we're facing these Angels, and we got Jose Suarez on, on the backside of things. I don't know much about Suarez, but I know I like these Tampa bats here. Um, Tampa's definitely going to be playing the early slate. There's two other teams in the early slate that I think, you know, set up slightly better, and there are pitchers that's, you know, set up better here. So, I think Morton, Morton is playable. Uh, I think he's going to be way lower owned. But the guy you probably want is coming in the next game. Mark, how do you feel about this L.A.-Tampa Bay setup? I, do you like the L.A. bats? Do you like the Tampa Bay bats at all? What are you thinking here? 
Well, at first glance at Suarez, I thought he was the, the more of the classic opener, but it does seem like he's stretched out. He's gone four and two-thirds and five and two-thirds in his two major league starts, so he's not the one inning or two innings and done guy. Um, Morton, like you said, has is an extremely safe cash pitcher, very high floor, but the ceiling isn't as high as some other guys, as you mentioned. So I'm certainly not going to be picking on Morton with Angels bats, and I could be interested in some Tampa Bay bats. The problem there is obviously they're in a hitter's park. And the other problem is, is a lot of their good bats have been a little bit cold. I know I use Austin Meadows a lot and he's really in his, his roughest stretch of the season. He's still priced up at $4,000 on FanDuel. So I don't know where you would go for bats. Maybe Gmoy and Choi at, at $3,000. The lineups are already announced and he's hitting fifth, something like that, but not a ton of interest in this game now. Yeah. And this, if you're playing the early slate on FanDuel, they kind of remove this game as well. Um, so more of the action is going to be in these four o'clock games. So let's let's just jump to the you know the only way you're really playing this game if you're playing like the all day slate or maybe certain slates on DraftKings. But you know it gets more interesting in the in the next couple of games here. So let's first take it out to San Francisco. I think on FanDuel, if you want to grab some value and you want to you know stay away from the top end guys. I think both Bumgarner and Nelson are playable. You saw what Pomerantz did yesterday against Milwaukee. They're a different team when they come out of Milwaukee. Milwaukee's one of the better hitter parks. And I'm going to have you know Mark ex- explain how bad San Francisco is as a hitter's park. So I think Bumgarner is definitely in play if you need a discount. Him and Jimmy Nelson are in play for discounts in this early slate. Um you're going to want to get some Boston bats. You're going to want to get some Washington bats or some Houston bats. I don't think you want any bats from this game. I see this more as a pitcher's duel, kind of like it was last night. And these pitchers have, you know, a little bit more upside, especially a guy like Bumgarner and Pomerantz. And Pomerantz did work. Mark, tell these guys why they should be attacking pitchers from a, a park perspective in San Fran. Well, the first thing you notice about Oracle Park used to be AT&T Park uh, for several years, but this is the first year at Oracle, um, is that the wind is always blowing out the right. It's just the setup of the park. So a novice person that may be looking at weather for the first time is like, great, that's going to help the ball carry. The problem is, is however they design the park, the wind doesn't matter at all. In fact, you may say that the wind actually hurts the ball carrying out to right. I don't know the exact details why it is but it is if historically this park has been in play i think in for at least 15 20 years if you look at the history of homers hit at that park even when barry bonds was there amazingly enough they always rank in the bottom five and generally the bottom two teams i mean parks in homers um you don't really have to understand why you just know that it is and and homers just aren't a place to, if you're looking for them at Oracle Park. You want to hear a funny story? Sure. You know who hit a home run at AT&T Park before it was called Oracle? Mm, I bet you a bunch of guys did, but let me hear where you're going with this. You're talking to him now. Uh, about a year ago, I got to live out one of my you know, childhood dreams. And DraftKings invited me to take batting practice on a field. And we were talking about different places because they were running a promotion. And, you know, it was a couple of different spots that they were they were willing to take me to. 
And uh, unfortunately, New York wasn't one of them. So it was either San Fran or Chicago. Um, but it was the White Sox. And I don't really have much passion to go to Chicago for the White Sox. And at that point, I never been to San Francisco. So I'm like, you know what? Let's do San Fran. But at the same time, in the back of my head, I'm like, damn, I really want to hit a home run. I played baseball all my life. And San Fran is one of the worst fields to possibly try to do so. So we get to the field, and thank God on that day, the wind wasn't bad. It was during the day. And we each got a couple rounds to, to try to hit one out. And, you know, the, the batting practice coach, or it was an ex-player, was throwing to me, and it was a struggle. I probably took about two rounds, three rounds of like 10 to 15 pitches. And on my final round, um, I got one out to left. I actually made it into the bleachers. So I would have been pissed as hell if I spent all that time out there and didn't get the, the you know, like one time to get it out. But I got one out there. So it was a, it was a fun, you know, kind of like as a kid, you always wanted to play on a field. And I was actually lucky enough to get it out there. So fun little side note, I'm not trying to brag. It's just something that, you know, I thought it was really cool that DraftKings and fantasy. You know, sometimes when you think about fantasy, you're only thinking about money. But, you know, once you get to a certain level and you speak to the guys at the sites and you have relationships with them, they invite you to some cool shit. Um, so this was one of the cool things I got to do playing fantasy, um, which wasn't monetarily. It's not like they gave me money to do it. I did it because I wanted to do it. And it was I wouldn't. How else would you get on the field to do batting practice? I don't even know how. Um, so they were able to do that for me. So I always have a special, you know, place in my heart for, you know, DraftKings because they did that for me. But back to the show, this is the game you want to get bats from, most likely from one side and not the other one because you got Chris Sale versus Bundy. Now, obviously, Mark, we don't have to talk about Chris Sale. One of the best pitchers in the league. He can strike out 15 to 20 people in any slate. Um, he's the guy you want in this early slate for me. If I have the the money to pay up, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab sale. Now Bundy's a a, a tougher character to kind of decipher. If the dude is on, he's got pretty wipeout stuff, a good fastball and a great slider. But if he's falling behind, he's just throwing that fastball in there. Um, he's hittable and he's very hittable and he's prone to home runs. These Boston bats came through last night. And I don't rate this as good of a matchup as it was last night. But if you're playing this early slate and there's four games here, there's three lineups that you want to grab your bats from. And Boston's obvious one of them. Um, we have to try to find some value, though, if we're going to go ahead and get Sale as a pitcher. So it's going to be really tough, I think, to get Sale and these Boston bats or Sale and these Astros bats or these, these Nationals bats that we're going to talk about. But there's ways, yes, they are. there's some cheap guys in here that we can find. And I think that's what you try to do is get sale with some of these cheap guys or grab one of these pitchers. If you're playing GPPs, not for cash, but if you're playing GPPs, I think you grab you know, one of the pitchers in the early game um, between Nelson and Bumgarner and then grab the more expensive you know, bats in these later games that we're talking about. Anything to, to, to hit on in these, in these Boston bats or with sale? Yeah, a um, couple things. I, yeah, I, you mentioned a key point is you don't think the Red Sox are in as good a spot as they were last night, and I completely agree. Um, the Orioles pitcher that started last night is a career journeyman who had struggled at, at, in the minor leagues this year. So asking him to come into to Camden and face the defending World Series champions 
was a tough task and he wasn't up to it. And then they followed that up with Dan Straley, who in our Slack chat we talked about is just a, a very bad major league pitcher right now. And he gave up, I believe, two or three home runs in that inning plus that he worked. So I'm not going to say the Red Sox are going to blow up Bundy today. And another reason why is, is just because Bundy hasn't been blown up. If you look at his game logs, he hasn't given up more than three earned runs since April. So it's not like this guy is getting blown up. And even in that start, he gave up four earned runs to the Twins in Minnesota. We all know what the Twins can do offensively. So it's not like Bundy is just getting shelled. Um, and one last thing to, to finish on Nelson. I, I know I'm going back to the other game. I'd be very careful with him, Jason. Um, he's had 10 days since his last start. Milwaukee's handling him with kid gloves. They know he's not stretched out and he's coming off a major injury. So he's not one guy that I'm going to be looking for. You don't know what he's going to give you. Yes, he's playing at Oracle, like you mentioned, and against San Francisco. But he only went three innings his last start, and he wasn't pitching that bad. They just didn't want to go any further with him. Yeah, I think I think the play there would – if you – listen, like on a slate like this, this is how I'm going to describe it. Sale or Strasburg are going to be probably a floor of 40 if they, if they do their thing. And they have potential to get into 55-60. Boston's most likely going to win this game. So if I'm going to pay up, I'm going to pay all the way up for sale and not Strasburg. Um, and then if I'm going to pay down, a guy like Nelson, even if he does good and gets you 25-30 and sale gets you 55, it's a tough it's a tough hill to climb. You know, so I'd, yeah. I would kind of lean, if I'm going to drop down, my vote is to go with Bumgarner, where at least he has the potential to grab you 45-50 if he's, if he's pitching his best game. So right. for me... It's either sail up top and try to find value bats in the early slate or go bum garner and hope he, you know, stays within 10, 15 points of sale Strasburg and you make up for it with the bats. That's how I see you play out this, you know, these games. Um, now in our next matchup, you have Arizona versus Washington. You know, Arizona's been battling. They've been, they've been, they got to max a little bit. Um, they've been hitting well. I believe they're a better team facing a righty pitcher than a, a lefty because you guys got like guys like Marte, um, Peralta back now, got a little more pop there. So I'm not going to really attack Strasburg, obviously, with these Arizona bats, but I'm going to be, you know, paying up for sale over Strasburg um, in my cash games and even in my tournaments because I just think it's a better play overall. Now, Washington on the other side, you can grab anybody you want. I think – this guy, Taylor Clark, is going to be similar to what, you know, Boston faced last night with, you know, multiple pitchers coming in. He's not impressive. He's getting hit hard uh, from, you know, pretty much both sides of the plate. He's only lasted six innings twice so far, and he's got a couple starts where he only lasted two or three innings. So um, I think we attack Clark here with some lefties, with Eaton. I think Turner and Rendon are still in play. Soto's obviously in play. Um, pretty much any bat you want to attack here from Washington side, I do not hate it. You got some cheap guys like Kendrick, and if Adams is starting again, um, he's got this little oblique issue, so you got to be careful about Adams. But you know Kendrick's cheap, Eaton's cheap, but you're gonna have to pay up for the other guys. So I'm not sure if you're gonna be able to pay up for Turner and Rendon. So it's gonna be tough. You know, it's a pretty simple early slate for me. You grab your, as many Boston 
Washington, and Houston bats as possible, and you try to get sale. If you can't get sale, you go down to Bumgarner. Um, that's the way I see it playing out. Do you agree with the Washington side? Yeah, I mean, the, you meant another bat that's been swinging the bat pretty well that you might want to grab that's cheap is Dozier at second base. Yeah, he doesn't have the platoon split that you like at, look at, but he's been hitting the ball well, and he's only 3,000. Um, yeah, I, mean, I, I totally agree. Um, just going back to Chris Sale one more time, he was my monkey knife fight of the pick of the day. His over-under for K's is nine and a half. He's reached that seven out of, uh, excuse me, eight out of ten times in seven out of his last eight uh, for strikeout. So possibly go there for a monkey knife fight pick. All right, I don't mind that. Nine and a half is scary. It's a scary number yeah. to look at. But when we're talking Chris Sale, um, he's a guy you want. And like I said, especially with for fantasy purposes, it's a guy that, you know, if you can find a way to get value in spots, you grab some guys like Holt or Jackie Bradley or some cheap Washington guys like, you know, or – Houston, I think, is where you can grab value um, as well. So we got Valdez versus Richard. Richard, you know, he's battled in starts. You know, so he's, you know, in three of his four starts, he's kind of made it through, you know, four innings. But these Blue Jays, you know, are a team that you want to attack. They're, they're going to go ahead and, um, you know, they're going to lose this game, I think. And I think these Houston bats is where you want to grab some value. They got a couple of cheap bats that most likely would be under, you know, three thousand dollars that you can pair up with a sale and still get exposure to one of the best stacks of the day. So like a guy like Mayfield, um, we'll talk about. You know, he's playing second base and he's twenty two hundred. He's cheap. Um, Tyler White, if he gets to start, he's twenty three hundred. He's cheap. Bregman, you're going to have to pay up for, of course. Um, a little bit more expensive on the slate. So you, you, you're going to have to make a choice there if you want Bregman or Turner. I'd probably give Bregman a non-over Turner. So if I'm going to pay up at the shortstop position, I'm going to grab Bregman. You got Marisnik, who comes in cheap. So I think these Houston bats are a great way to get exposure to a good lineup facing a weak pitcher. Yeah, you're probably going to get some of the, the bottom end of this Houston lineup, but not a spot that I'm afraid to attack from. So I like these guys for value. I think it's going to be tough to get, you know, the Boston guys because they don't have as much value. But if you, if you get a guy like Holt and Mayfield, maybe put one of them in the utility spot and then one of them at second base, those are two cheap guys that can kind of cornerstone your Valley spots. A guy like Gary L at 3000, one of the cheaper third base position uh, players they can, they can play. So that's where I'm attacking from. I'm not really messing with either of these pitchers by any means, you know, Valdez or Richard. I don't, I don't want any part of them. I know who you're going to talk about, so I'll let you talk about your man crush and, and Vladimir Guerrero if, he, if he's playing today because um, he is facing a lefty. He is still cheap, so I'll let you get the spotlight on that. But have any other ideas for this, this early slate? This is an important game to watch the lineup. Two of those guys that you just mentioned left the game injured last night. Vlad yep. Guerrero hit on the hand in his first at-bat and was immediately left the game. His x-rays came out clear, but who knows if he will be in the lineup just to try to give him a rest. The other guy is Jake Marisnik. Now, he probably will not be in the lineup. He was injured uh, leg discomfort, so they really didn't go any further than that. Could be a knee. That's what it, I think I'm taking it as. So look for 
And Richard is a, a lefty. So what you got to try to do is Houston's lineup, especially at their bottom, their replaceable guys are going to be more likely righty batters. So like Miles Straw, uh, 2,600 on FanDuel. You mentioned Tyler White. He will most likely be in the lineup. Uh, Tony Kemp might not be because he's a lefty, but he might be just because they're running out of bodies. Um, there was another bat I was looking for there too. But just pay close attention to their lineup, obviously, and then that will help you determine where some savings are going to happen. Yeah, I, I totally agree, and those are good points. Um, you know, the FanDuel games are going to start at, at 4 o'clock, so we should get that info. But I say either way, since they have so many injuries and stuff to deal with, I think Houston's where you get your, your value plays from. Um, I think it's a good spot. Let's kind of get through these these middle pack games because they're not on too many slates. So I don't want to talk too much about them. Um, I don't really see much of a purpose. Then we got rain to deal with too. There's two games here. Um, Pablo Lopez in Miami is going against some guy I've never heard of before in my life, to be totally honest with you. It's not a game that I really want to attack from any perspective. I don't really want to talk about it much, to be totally honest, because it's not on any of the slates. So, Mark, you okay with just skipping these two 6 o'clock games? Yeah, I like playing the all-day on FanDuel, but, yeah, I have very little interest in this game. So, All right, so the next game, let's talk about a little bit, just from a weather perspective. Um, One of my favorite shows ever um, was Kirby Enthusiasm. I hope it comes back. And they have one of my favorite characters, who I believe passed away, um, is Funkhauser. It looks like we have Funkhauser going against Bieber, in, in Detroit, what's going on with the weather here? Let's get that out of the way first. Um, a, I, a quick story is I, someone told me I needed to watch Curb because I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. So all winter long after I would get done with work, I would go downstairs and be on the treadmill. And I watched basically, I did watch the whole season from beginning to end all, I think it's eight seasons now because it was some years they didn't make one. So I'm very much looking for that. And I did not know Funkheiser died. But getting through the weather, um, it, it seems to me like they'll be able to play. There will be some rain around. I'm a little bit more concerned about Cincinnati. That's where it looks wetter than Detroit. Uh, Chicago, Minnesota, and Colorado all have some threat for rain. But Cincinnati is the main one to look out for bats. I think the other four games... Again, Colorado, Minnesota, uh, Chicago, and Detroit will be able to play. You're cutting up a little bit on, on that last part, but uh, let's get into this this night slate here. This is the main slate on FanDuel, the main slate on DraftKings. Um, we'll start with this New York versus Chicago White Sox game. We got Chad Green. We got Ronaldo Lopez. Um it's a weird little, weird little spot here for both of them. Not guys that I want to attack from a pitching standpoint. Not guys I really want to go overboard with attacking from a hitting standpoint. Because I think there's better guys um, in regards to your stacks. But I think, you know, like every other slate, I think these Yankees are definitely in play here. So I have no problem, you know, stacking up these Yankees. Maybe on a two-pitcher site, you want to take a chance on one of these guys if they're really cheap. You can, but I don't think it's the optimal play uh, by any means. I think there's better better pitchers up top that I'm going to look at target, or maybe even some value guys I think we can target as well. So, you know, from a, from a hitting perspective, I think all the Yankees are always in play. They can blow up any pitcher. 
I, I personally like them more going against a lefty whenever I can find it. But, you know, Lopez has his good games and he has his bad games. So I think, you know, if you're going to attack them, attack them, you want to attack them from, you know, the power perspective here. Um, they're going to be slightly under owned on FanDuel, I feel like, because Lopez, <clears throat> excuse me, has been good. But when he's bad, he's really bad. He goes negative. He lets up, you know, 12 hits in a game or 10 hits in a game. So I don't mind these Yankees. Like I said, they're expensive. So it's kind of tough to really target them. But we have some weather here, too. Are these, is this game safe to play from a hitter's perspective, at least? Hitters, yes. Yes, I'm pretty confident they'll play for bats. I mean, for arms, it's a little riskier. Um, yeah, Lopez is an interesting guy, as you said. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with their price, his pricing, especially on DK. But when I did the article last weekend, he was severely underpriced, pitched a good game against a Kansas City team that doesn't compare to the Yankees offensively. But still, today, he's 5000 on DraftKings. You have batters that are more expensive than him. And this is a guy who a month and a half ago struck out 14 batters. I mean, so the upside is there. So in a GPP, I'm all in. And actually, when I did my my, my all-day prelim, he was my starting pitcher um, on FanDuel. Now, that's a little crazy, and I'll probably change it. But I wanted a complete Rockies and a complete Houston stack. And and I was able to do that with uh, Lopez as my starting pitcher. Um, The Yankees are always scary, but they're a little weird. And I I mentioned this in the article. In their last five road games, they've scored two, four, seven, four, and two runs, respectively. They just don't, aren't right now lighting it up on the road for whatever reason. So I don't think Lopez is a horrible play by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, it's, I think for two pitcher sites, it makes sense. Um, I wouldn't advise you or any of our listeners to pitch him on a one pitcher site because I, I just don't I don't I don't I don't do it. Definitely not in the all day. Um, I can see it possibly in the late slate because there's not a sale. Um, there's not a Strasburg. There's other pitchers that we're going to mention, but they kind of have some tough spots here. So I'm going to I'm going to tell listeners not to do it um, unless they're on a two pitcher site on a two pitcher site on drafting. It makes all the sense in the world because you want to have some some money left over for bats. You're not going to double dip and grab two expensive guys. But on FanDuel, I don't see him getting a win here. Um, so that takes away four points. The quality start, uh, I think it's maybe a 20% chance, 30% chance. That takes away some more points. So you're looking at a game that hopefully he can strike out a bunch of people in five innings and maybe get you 25 points. But I don't really see him pushing past that 30, 40 par marker because he's not going to get the quality start or the win. Listen, can he do it? Yes. Did these Yankees strike out? Yes. Have they been a little bit cold on the road? Yes. But I think there's, you know, there's better pitchers um, to target here. So let's get into the next game. Um, I think I'm going to try to target a guy from this this game from a pitching perspective. If you take the name away and you look at Odorizzi's stats, He's been a lot more consistent than the pitchers on the slate. Um, he's coming in a little bit expensive, but for your cash gains and for your safety, the dude is rocking a 1.92 ERA at 36 points per game. In his last three starts, 49, 55, 49. You can't ask for much better than that. He's going to probably be one of the heavier favorites to win a game. 
because um, Minnesota has been, you know, doing doing work all season long. They've been hitting. They're coming in as a minus two seventy favorite, which I'm looking at right now is going to be. It is going to be your highest favorite of the day or of the night. So if you want to win, you want a quality start, and you want some safety, I say we go with Jake on this slate. I put him ahead of the guys that we're going to talk about soon, uh, one which comes a little bit cheaper and one comes $1,000 more. I put him ahead of them for safety and consistency and matchup. What's the weather looking like? I see some some sprinkling of, of, of rain here. How bad is it going to be? How safe? And I know we're still five, six hours away. How safe are we from, you know, pitching Jake? Is he going to get the lead? Is there going to be a, a, a problem here? The potential is there for a delay. And as you said, it's we're really far away from the exact details of it. But it's something certainly to keep uh, an eye on. You mentioned Odorizzi just being a really good pitcher this year. He's the American League ERA leader the last time I checked. And he's death on righties. He's only given up two home runs in over 180 plate appearances to right-handed batters this year. His whip is 0.70 against right-handed batters. And if you think about it, what are the Kansas City batters that are, that can hurt you? You got O'Hearn, you got uh, Merrifield, and you got Mondesi, all right-handed batters. So I think he's in a smash spot, as you said. Yeah, I think, like I said, there's a guy $1,000 cheaper and $1,000 more expensive. They're going to be most likely the two guys competing with him for that top spot. But I like him better than both for, for cash games because I think – so, so how I kind of, well, at this point in the season, we know the teams that we want to, you know, target as pitchers. The teams right now for me are Kansas City, Detroit, Cincinnati, San Diego at times, Seattle at times, and and Miami. And so those San are the games. Too. And San Francisco. Yep, you're right. So those are the teams. So whenever I see Kansas City on a slate going as a good pitcher um, in a, in a, in, a, in a field that, you know, is going to be favoring to the pitcher, a pitcher's park, I like Odorizzi a lot. So take a look at our site. Mark is going to be providing weather updates. He's way more important tonight than I am. I'll tell you that right off the bat. Because there's going to be spots here where Wayne, rain's going to influence. And there's nothing worse than your pitcher cruising through two innings and then there's an hour delay and you're getting zero and your night's over. When you pick the right guy – and the rain just ruined your day because FanDuel and DraftKings, you know, for all you newbies out there, they're not going to refund your money, and they're not going to let this game play out tomorrow and you get the stats for Odorizzi tomorrow. It's a, a zero spot for you, and you're not making any money. So you got to stay away if the rain comes. So make sure you check out WindDailyDFS.com. Mark has a personal blog on there. He updates it every day. He's the hardest-working man in the, in the industry when it comes to weather. So – be on the lookout for that because it's going to be really, really important tonight. Um, now we got St. Louis going into New York. The Mets love blowing wins for their top-line starters. They've been doing it every night, so you can probably count on that again. And as a Mets fan, I don't even want to watch them no more, to be honest with you. They ruined DeGrom. Um, they ruined pretty much every start any pitcher makes. If a starter's battling – given that they're all familiar, come in and just blow it, or Diaz or one of the other bums that they have in the bullpen, we'll blow it for them. So we got Syndergaard, though, who's been pitching better of late. 
He comes in cheaper than Odorizzi does by $1,000 on FanDuel. Um, if the Mets were doing better, I would like him better than Odorizzi. But for the fact that the Mets can't put together wins, he worries me a little bit to the slightest extent. But you saw what DeGrom did. You know what his upside is. He's coming off a great start when he went seven innings, got the win, got the quality start, and put up 52 points. His consistency has been a little bit, you know, a little bit bad this year. But I think he's totally safe to play for 9,000. So I think between Syndergaard and Odorizzi, I like to split up my exposure, you know, on certain nights. I I won't doubt Syndergaard goes out there and pitches a good game, gets 7Ks. I like to target the St. Louis lineup with right-handing pitching because they have a lot of righties in the lineup. So I like Syndergaard. I have him kind of as a 1A to, you know, um, Odorizzi, you know, Odorizzi being a little bit ahead of him. But with the $1,000 discount, I think it kind of evens it out a little bit. So I like Syndergaard in his matchup. I think Waka, you know, Waka's always a wild card. He's got a 5.62 ERA, but he's got some upside on certain nights. I'm not going to play him because I I think, you know, you're going to need some more points. But I think he gets you... 25 points as a floor and I think he has the ability to get you to 35 and maybe 40 if he gets to win but I'm going to stay away I think there's you know Syndergaard only $2,000 more I'd rather just find a way to get Syndergaard in the lineup but we're going to want some cores bats like Mark said so he's he is semi in play for me because these Mets bats you know haven't been doing so so well as well so how do you feel about Walker and Syndergaard I don't really like the bats do you do you feel safe with either of the two? Um, not safe. I mean, Syndergaard has been very inconsistent. Uh, you have to like his spot, like you said. St. Louis, you're not going to target, but against some righties, you can target. And obviously, Syndergaard has a very high upside. His GPP ceiling is 60, 70 points. He scored 50 points his last time out. In that shutout game, where he hit a home run back on the 2nd of May, he scored 67 points. We know the potential's there, but like you said, it's all about what else is around him. Like, I, I, I saw Scotty the Kings tweet last night. I, I, he must be a huge Mets fan as well. He, he's like, man, Familia, I love that guy, but it's time to get rid of him. He, he must have got blown up, like, late in the game, I'm assuming. Um, so, yeah, he decided after yeah. Matt struck out the Grom, I, I mean, uh, DeJong, Three times in a row, he let up a home run to him and home runs to other people. It was a mess, man. It's it's been yeah. a mess um, all season for the Mets and the bullpen is is really really you know they're they're kryptonite right now outside of hitting, which is not their their strong suit either. You know their bullpen is 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 in need of some changes and some work because it's got to be frustrating as a starting pitcher to go out there and p- pitch your heart out and then just have it you know, torn apart by one inning of bad pitching. But let's not talk about my personal problems right now. Let's get into the next game. We got Miner versus Rourke. Rourke is coming in really cheap, but it's a hitter's park. And you kind of want to stay away from righties versus Texas lineup because they have a lot of power. But, you know, at 6,600, he's probably your best value play of the day. It's not safe. So don't don't come tweet at me and say, you told me to pitch Tanner Rourke and he got blown up. It is not safe. But he's 6,600. 
and it's, these Texans bats do strike out. So I think, you know, when you, you take that into account, Rourke is your best value play on the slate. I wouldn't watch the game. I wouldn't want to refresh my page all day because, you know, this Texas lineup just blew up uh, their last pitcher um, that Cincinnati threw out there in Male. So it's not a safe play by any means. But if you want to get these bats in Colorado, you're going to have to pitch one of these guys who are cheap. And I think he's the safest of the cheap guys. And I think you can attack Texas. I wish they weren't playing in Cincinnati. And it wouldn't be much better if they're playing Texas either. But you give it a shot. You roll the dice. Um, not for cash. Do not play him in cash. But in GPPs, um, I would attack Rock as my GPP only play. I know it's not safe, Mark. But what do you have to say about it? Yeah, and the weather makes it even unsafer. I'm looking at it now. I believe, is that a 7 o'clock start? Yeah, 7.10. Uh, my simulated radars show that I, a pretty massive line, a thunderstorm, should be pushing through right about that time. So the one thing you can say about that is if they start delayed, that takes some of the risk away. But then I'm looking that more thunderstorms will try to rotate in through the evening. So even if they do start delayed, I can't rule out that they wouldn't be a further in-game delay. So that makes the pitcher there uh, even riskier. Roark, but I did I did see his stats. I mean, just two starts ago, he struck out nine batters. So, yeah, I mean, for a cheap player, he's probably safer than my Lopez pick against the Yankees, but the weather makes it even riskier. So, Mark, let me ask you a question. Well, yeah. When will you know, just for the listeners out there, and for me, because if I'm going to go with value, he's my value guy. When will you know if it's a 7 o'clock start? When would you feel like you have an accurate look at it? Is it 6 o'clock? Is it 6.55? Is it 5 o'clock? When will you have a better idea? I love to say that it, it does take within one to two hours of really getting a good idea. And obviously, the closer you get, the better. I also like to tell people all the time that if, if you're looking to use a starting pitcher, a delayed start is great because now you generally do not have a huge concern with a further in-game delay because the last thing a Major League Baseball wants to do, a team, is start the game delayed, then start it up, then have a further delay, say an hour or 45 minutes into the game. They have radar. They have the tools that I'm looking at. And that's the last thing they want to do. Now, the problem is, is that the, the thunderstorms that are following it aren't immediately following it. And they're more scattered. So what I could see them doing is delaying the start, say, an hour and a half. Um, but then some more thunderstorms do continue to roll in across the area and cause a further delay. So to answer your question, it's generally an hour or two within the game, and then the closer it is. But then keep a close eye on what they announce. If if they announce delayed, if they announce starting on time, if this game starts on time, I would say stay away from the pitcher entirely. Okay. So yeah. be on the lookout for updates on Mark's weather blog on WindDailyDFS.com. Obviously, if you're a premium member, you'll have instant access in our Slack channel, which definitely saves me money all the time. So that's one of the reasons to upgrade a premium. Yes, you'll get the projection models. Yes, you'll get sports betting and prop plays, which are our premium-only articles on WinDailyDFS. But you also get access to Mark and Slack. You get access to me and other DFS pros and Slack channel. 
and our, our guys were crushing it last night. We were on fire with prop plays, sports bets, and, you know, our DFS plays. So, you know, nothing's better than getting a, a message from Mark saying, stay away, and you'll have time now to go ahead. Because before I met Mark and before I really tapped into, you know, his meteorologist skills, I don't know what weather.com is saying. I look outside sometimes in New York, and I know it's about to pour, and weather.com says, oh, it looks fine, it's overcast. And the opposite, too. It's like weather.com says it's raining, and I look outside my window, and it looks perfectly fine. So having a meteorologist in your Rolodex where you can shoot them a message and, and get that kind of insight is, you know, it, it's priceless. It's definitely worth the $19.99 alone just to have Mark by your side from a weather perspective. But let's get into this next game. The interesting game, um, you got Philly and Atlanta, and you got two guys which are pretty good pitchers. Um, you have a nice hitter's park, and you saw what the Braves did last night. They got to, you know, Pavetta, and they kind of blew him up, and they kept on scoring runs and kept on scoring runs, and Philly did the same, and they got to Freed, and they scored runs. And it was kind of a shootout. I don't really see that as much tonight with with Nola because he's been really good as of late, and he has the pedigree, and he pitched almost a Cy Young year last year. Newcomb, on the other hand, not so consistent. So if I was going to lean here, I would lead with a, a Philly stack. I think they go somewhat under-owned here, and you're going to get some of this this Atlanta bullpen because, you know, yeah. it doesn't look like Newcomb's been stretched out so much. If he was stretched out, the kid is talented. He, he's devastating to lefties, so I wouldn't be attacking with a Harper. But Harper's going to go supremely under-owned. He hit a home run last night for GPPs only, knowing that Newcomb's not going to be in much of the game. I don't hate the play, but, you know, Atlanta's got a bullpen. They're going to throw lefties at Harper. They're not going to have him, you know, face a righty. So I'm not in love with the play at all. I'm not suggesting to play it. It's a weird game because we don't really know how long Newcomb is going to, you know, stay in this game for. So on the safe side of things, I'm going to avoid this game for bats. Nola is playable. I'm not scared to pitch Nola here, but I'd rather just pay for the safety and and grab Odorizzi in a better matchup if weather's not a problem, or pay the two hundred dollars more and attack the St. Louis lineup with Syndergaard over Nola. Um, and I, I really don't want to attack too many bats here because we have Colorado. If I want to go for bats, I'm gonna go for these Colorado's bats. But Nola, I think Nola comes in under thrown because has been hitting well as of late. They're coming off a walk-off win last night. So I don't think Nola's going to be pitched too much. And I think at 8,800, you know, if we have some weather concerns in KC, Minnesota game, and we have weather concerns in Cincinnati, I think Nola becomes a little bit more interesting. Um, how do you see this game playing out, Mark? Yeah, Newcomb's fascinating. I was just reading up on him. Only 6,500 on FanDuel. He's making a spot start in place of Gossman who has been supremely ineffective uh, for the Braves. Newcomb was demoted to the minors, and then just reading this article and quoting it from the word, uh, word for word, where he worked on his ability to throw strikes, and that trend has continued since he was called in eight, early April. In 16 games in relief since being recalled, he has pitched 19 innings and has walked only two batters with a 1.42 ERA. Wow. If you could tell me... He has the ability to go six or seven innings in a game with no weather issues. 
against a good hitting Phillies team, no doubt about it, but some with some really good lefties that he could neutralize, I, I, I would be interested. I guess the problem is that we don't really know how stretched out he is. He did go 55 pitchers over four, four and two-thirds inning in that release appearance for Gossman on Monday. So you would think that is probably his floor, but I wonder how many, what his ceiling is for his pitches. Yeah, I think you stay away. I think just play it safe and stay away. Um, unless we have a lot, a lot of weather issues, I'm going to stay away. Let's go into Colorado. I think certain people are going to make a mistake here. And then on the other side of things, I think, you know, Colorado's in a smash spot. Two things to note with Colorado. Um, I played shortstop all my life. I love playing the infield. Never really got hit in the face like Story got hit yesterday. Uh, But he took a ball to the head in the ninth inning on a bad hop, came off his glove. He looked like he was shaking up a little bit, came out of the game, and Arenado, who had a day off with a with a, an issue himself, came into play. So if for any reason both these guys are out of the lineup, I downgrade downgrade his lineup a lot. If both are both of them are in, I upgrade it. If one of them's in, I think it, it just plays out the same. Um, so I just want to make that point. We gotta see who's playing if Story and Arenado specifically, or if they're both playing. You know, obviously, they're in a smash spot here. On the back side of things, Marquez is a great pitcher. I really like his stuff. I really like to target him. He always comes in under-owned. I don't like pitching pitchers in cores, though. If Rourke is, you know, a rain threat, I think Marquez comes in as your best value of the night. It's between the two of them. So I'm going to start building my GPP lineups with Rourke. And if I get scared off by rain and Mark tells me, get off Rourke, the rain is too too risky here, Marquez is the guy I'm going to lean on. He doesn't have, you know, his same upside as he does when he's not in cores. But, you know, he got 27 versus the Cubs in cores. He got 46 versus Toronto in cores. He's got 38 versus Padres in cores. So you're telling me at 7,000 on FanDuel, I can get a guy that gets 38 to potentially 45 points? I like it a lot. Um, so I, I like Marquez as a value. I'm not going to really target these um, San Diego bats. I think people will mistakenly do uh, who just force in cores anytime cores is on the slate. So I think they need Marquez to get stretched out. The game went forever last night. They, lo- they used a lot of their bullpen you know, pitchers, so I think they try to stretch Marquez out. I think he tries to step up. So I like Marquez as as my best value of the night outside of Rourke. And, you know, the more I think about it, he might be even safer than Rourke if any kind of rain gets into the mix here. So I feel I feel confident pitching Marquez in cores. I'll put it out there. Whoever wants to tweet at me later, if he gets blown up, I'll, I'll take the trolling. But I like Marquez, and I love these Colorado bats. I think, you know, a great idea is to get Colorado. You want four four Colorado bats in your lineup tonight. So find a way to do so. Grab some value, guys. Grab Arenado and Story. Don't be scared off of Blackman. I had Blackman last night. He was facing a lefty to start the game. And there's been games recently, not yesterday, the, the night before. And he hit a home run. The other day he hit two home runs 
when the lefty was starting. So don't be afraid to put Blackman in. He's a professional hitter, and Lauer doesn't have wipeout stuff. So, Mark, do you agree, disagree with what I've been saying so far? Love the Blackman call. First off, you're right. It's Coors. The, the starting pitcher is probably only going to go four or five innings anyways. So he's going to get into the bullpen and have several bats against probably a righty. Marquez, love what you're saying. He obviously has tremendous upside on the road where I've seen three 45-plus um, FanDuel points on the road. But at home, he's striking out batters. So nine, seven, seven, six batters at home. The Padres fan the most against right-handed uh, pitchers out of anyone in the league. And he's 7,000 on FanDuel. You certainly talked me off of Lopez, who's 6,200. Why wouldn't I just find 800 more dollars for Marquez, who's both safer and who has a way higher upside? And you're, you're, you're I'm not, I don't like to say something's a lock, but I think Colorado gets to win here. You know, about, or an Arenado and story are interesting. I didn't see the story injuries, but I did see the Arenado one. He was hit. By a pitch, I forget by what team. It was. Um, it was San Diego. It was. It was. I think it was San Diego. At least no, it was the it night was be- a series before. I think. Uh, yeah, you could be right. Cubs. It was the night was before, the but the the, yeah. the promising side. I think Arenado plays game. for sure. Right. When Story yeah. got hit in the head, Arenado came in. Right. And one of the first plays um, that happened was a pop up, and then Arenado, being the the piece that he is, he climbed on the tarp, jumped halfway into the stands to make the play. So I don't think he makes that attempt um, if he's injured at all, because I think he got hit on the hand. So I think he's straight. I think he ends up playing. I think this is giving a night off, and I think he definitely plays. Story is more of the question mark here. Um, But getting into the next game, we got a guy that's, you know, came on strong this year. I like his stuff. Throws the ball hard. Facing a lineup, which doesn't scare me. Pitchers park. Priced, I wish he was a little bit cheaper, to be honest with you. But Montas is in play here versus LeBlanc in Oakland. He's got the stuff. Seattle hasn't been hitting. I just slightly like some guys better than him. You know, if you tell me I can take Montas at 8700 or Syndergaard at 9000 I got to go with Syndergaard for $300 more. And if you tell me I got Marquez at 7000 and I get that discount. I get some better bats here. I'll take Marquez over Mark Montas. I think as a pivot, I think he's going to be cheap. I think he pretty much puts up the same game Nola puts up. So I would probably lean Montas over Nola simply because of the matchups a little bit better. The park's a little bit better. I don't really want any bats from both sides. Oakland hasn't been doing anything. Yes, they can blow up. Yes, LeBlanc is a guy you want to attack with righties. But I haven't seen much from them. You know, I like to play these these teams when they're they're feeling good and they're hitting well. And I don't think you really get that uh, from Oakland in this spot. And the, the park does not favor them at all. Chris Davis at the one-off, you can, but the guy's been cold as ice. Semyon, you know, he makes some sense at 3,500, but the guy you want is going to be Story if he's playing and his guy's a little bit cheaper. So I'm not really going to attack too hard here. Chapman is in play as well. Again, not going to attack too hard. I'd rather try to get some guys either cheaper or more expensive here in Colorado. So it's a weird spot for them. I don't hate any Oakland bats, but I think there's better spots overall. How do you feel about Montas? Do you feel like he's better than Nola? Do you think he's better than Syndergaard at 9,000? Or he's, he's a step below? 
I think for cash games, he's pretty comparable to Syndergaard, where they both probably Montas may be the preferable one, where his floor is probably higher than Thor's, but Thor's ceiling is higher. So just by quick glance of that, Montas would be a cash pitcher and more Thor the GPP. I like what you said. I, I have been playing Davis the last few days. I, I have w- actually watched a game of his. He's swinging the bat pretty good. The results weren't there last night, but he had had extra baits hits in three consecutive games before last night, so I like that one-off call. Yeah, I think Davis is more your one-off call, 3,700, but it's probably going to downgrade your Colorado stack, so it's tough. I think I agree with you on on – I agree and disagree with Montas. I don't. I don't know if he's better for cash or GPPs. I don't think there's any lock of a cash pitcher tonight um, due to matchups and pricing and Colorado bats that you want. So you know, I think your your player pool with pitching is going to be spread. So you're not really attacking guys from an ownership perspective either. So you know, we'll go over the player pool, but I think it's tight. You know, with these guys, I really go. I think once we narrow down the player pool for pitching, I think it's Syndergaard. I think it's Odorizzi. I think it's Rourke if he's safe. I think it's Nola, Montas, and Marquez. I think you stop there. You know, you have six or seven guys here that you, you kind of try to attack. Um, and depending on how your lineup plays out, you decide which one makes more sense. I don't think any of them are, are locks to be the number one guy. So when I have nights like this, and it's not a Chris Sale or a Max Scherzer, and I really want these Colorado bats, it's going to be the one that makes more sense with my lineup. So if it happens to be someone in this 8K range, maybe it ends up being Montas, Nola, or Syndergaard. If I have the money to get the extra 1000 I'll grab Odorizzi. Or if I have to go down, I feel perfectly safe with Marquez. And I don't mind playing Rourke if the weather is safe. So I think I'm selling myself on Marquez more than anybody at this point because I know I'm going to want these Colorado bats. So if I had to make my lineup right now at 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, that's where I'm going. But we have some time here. So let's get through this last game. Bueller versus Darvish in Los Angeles. Bueller kind of broke the last two slates. Came out of nowhere to some extent and dropped 58 and 64. Matchups were better. You know, he, he faced San Francisco, but the dude has a pedigree. You saw what he did. Last year, at the end of the season, kind of turned into the ace that was put ahead of Kershaw because his stuff is electric. And when he's on, he's on. He's been averaging 34 FanDuel points per game. He started off the season a little bit cold as well. But when you look at his last 10 starts, I don't see a start here less than 6Ks. And I see a couple with 11 and 9 and 7 and 7 and 8. So the dude is... You know, he came out of spring a little bit cold, but in his last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven out of his last game, he's been over 40 points. So I would love to play him. I don't like the spot so much. And pricing, fandom priced him up all the way to $11,000. Darvish, I will not touch. I think the Dodgers will be under-owned. I think the Dodgers are in play. I would like to get guys like Bellinger and Peterson and Muncie in my lineup, but they're expensive, and I like Colorado better. But if I do get um, some value somewhere and I can find a way to get Colorado with Los Angeles, I do like these Los Angeles bats. Darvish is not scaring me at all. He's not going to last long in this game. 
He walks a lot of people, gives up a bunch of hits, and this is not a team you want to mess with um, in, in the Dodgers. So they're not the best stack of the night, but I think they have a great potential to go somewhat under-owned, and they can put up a, a big spot on a guy like Darvish. So I'm with the Dodgers stack. I'm with these Dodgers for one-offs. They're a little bit expensive, but, you know, I like them. I think they're going to be on their own. And Bueller, if you can find a way to spend $11,000 for your GPPs, I will not talk you off them, but I will probably go the cheaper route because I want Colorado. Any other insight, Mark, on this one? Use cheap Dodgers bats. Justin Turner, I love. He's a reverse split guy. He hits righties better than he does lefties. He's 10 for his last 25 with multiple home runs. He's a streaky hitter, and he's on his heater right now, so I like him as a one-off. Great call. That's actually a very, very great call. Like, I got scared. Like, earlier this week, he had a monster game. Didn't hit a home run. It wasn't a hitter's park, but he had a monster game, and he, he was like four for four or something like that. Yep. I had him in all my lineups, and then before lineup block, I took him out at like 50% just because I'm an idiot and I tinker. And I, I saw the platoon. I'm like, ah, let me get – I think I switched him to Jose Ramirez in half my lineups, and Ramirez put up a dud, and Turner was a, a, a slate breaker because he was really on their own. So I love the call on Turner. $3,000 for a guy like Turner in, in a good spot overall. And with these reverse splits that you just remind me about, I think it's a great play. Probably a guy you might have to put in your utility spot if you want Arenado because – that's a big decision to make. To play Turner over Arenado in a smash spot, you know, it's somewhere I'd like to maybe try to side him in as my last spot in that utility spot. But great call. I like the inside there. So one more time, let's just recap the late slate. I'm not going to recap the early. Up top in your cash games, I'm thinking you're going Syndergaard and Odorizzi, but I do not have any problem going down and grabbing value with a guy like Marquez or possibly even Rourke. I'm signing Marquez in front of Rourke, so I think he's your top value pitcher of the slate. And I don't mind Montas and Nola and Bueller for GPPs. I think any of these guys are, are safe on both sides. Nola, Montas, Bueller, Odorizzi, and Syndergaard, those three guys, those five guys are, are, are totally in play. And I really, really like Marquez. I'm going to be pitching Marquez. I'll put it out there. I'm locking in Marquez in most of my games because I know I want these Colorado bats. And then from a stack perspective, you know, it's obviously Colorado. I'm staying away from San Diego. I'm staying away from Atlanta and Philly. I'm staying away from Cincinnati and Texas. I like the Twins. Um, I think they go slightly under on with Coors being in play. They put up a dud the last couple of days. So I like, you know, Minnesota and these Yankees as um, lower-owned stacks and the Dodgers. So I'm going to try to get as many Do- I mean, uh, Rockies in my lineup. Then I'm mixing and matching Dodgers, Twins, Yankees. And I, I don't mind maybe a one-off in Oakland like Chris Davis, like Mark Scud, if I got the money. I look to Oakland more of a one-off than uh, a full stack. Mark, anything you want to add on this? Yeah, just pay attention to the weather. I like your calls. Doing my all-day prelim lineup. I know we're getting closer to lock here. I got Marquez locked in as my pitcher. I got three Colorado bats in Blackman, Arenado, and Ionetta, who didn't, who came into the game as a, a defensive replacement or a pinch hitter. 
They're facing a left-handed pitcher. Uh, Ionetta will probably be in the lineup over Walters. And then I have some Astros and then the Justin Turner one-off call that I just had in my utility spot. So I think I'm locked and loaded for the all day and I'll be working on for the, the, the late game. Not sure if I, I'll probably play some early only. So early only you're going to go try to go sale and try to fit in other bats. Is that what you're going, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be sale and then grabbing the value bats from Boston and the value bats from Houston and just locking in sale, and hopefully he goes out there and puts up another 50 spot. I don't think you mess around and get cute with his early pitching. Uh, the Boston lineup has come out. Right. So let me look here. Brock Holt, 2.5. Jackie Bradley, 2.8. Sandy Leone, 2.3. So you can, you can get a bottom-end stack here with three guys under 3,000. And then when this Houston lineup breaks out, I think you got a couple bats here in Mayfield, Straw, um, and Tyler White on the bottom half for you to get value. So maybe get three value guys from each of these lineups and squeeze in a Bregman and squeeze in a J.D. Martinez. You know, if you can yeah. find a way to do that, I think you're in a great spot here with sale. That's what I'm going to try to do when we get off this uh, podcast is build a sale lineup with value, three value guys from Houston, three value guys from Boston, and then two power guys from each lineup. And that's where I'm going to build my lineup around, my core around, and I think that's going to be a winning lineup for both cash and GPPs. I'm only going to make one lineup for this middle slate, and I'm going to lock in sale and these value bats from Houston and Boston. So that's it for the show. Mark is way more important than me today. So don't hit me. Don't hit up me on Twitter. Go right to Mark. Follow the weather blog on the website. He is going to be super important when it comes to this weather tonight. And for every other night where weather, you know, plays a role. So that's why you sign on to premium. That's why you want to get access to him directly through Slack, not through Twitter, because he's going to be responding to people in Slack a lot quicker than Twitter because it's on his phone. It's quick. It's easy. He has access to it all day long. So he's in our Slack channel. We have four or five other, you know, DFS pros in our Slack channel helping people out, winning money on Monkey Night Fight, winning money on FanDuel and DraftKings and your DFS platform. So, Make sure you hit the site. Sign up for premium. Um, we have an early bird special. It's only $19.99 a month. Try it out for $5.99 a week. If you if you don't trust me and you don't trust what we're doing, you know we want to hear your feedback. And we hope you guys have a profitable night like I know you did on Friday because um, we crushed it. So keep on listening. Uh, join the site. Hit us up in Slack once we uh, get you signed up or anything like that. And have a great weekend. Spend some time with your family. And let's win some money tonight.